0: Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay.
1: Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with my co-host Karen Cassian. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Noreen. How are you? I'm well. And we're pleased to welcome to the studio this morning, Brenda Turner, or maybe Turnour. How is it, Brenda?
0: I'm fine with either pronunciation. Yeah, thanks we'll for joining us, Yes. Well, thank you very much, Noreen and Karen, for inviting me.
1: I have a question right off about your middle name. Sometimes I see it in your artwork, uh, uh, signing, and sometimes not.
0: Would you like to pronounce it and tell us what it is? BN. My maiden name was Brenda Behan, and I was born and raised in Aurelia. I sold my first oil when I was 12 years old, and I was told by one of my art instructors over the years that because I started selling when I was still, before I was married, I technically owe it to the provenance of my my future paintings to keep that in so that people are aware that the ones that say B. and Turner are just as good as just Turner.
1: I see, I wondered about that. And I've seen that in other artists too who might change their name after some change in their life. And uh,
2: you did win an award at a very early age, didn't you?
0: Yes, my first major award was when I was in grade four. My grade four teacher, Mrs. Dolby at Hillcrest Public School in Aurelia, entered uh, several of her students' artwork in the Aurelia Fall Fair. It was open to all kids between the ages of eight and 12. And uh, I won. The rest so, is history. You continue to, yeah, to win fun. awards.
1: You, so you were artistic from a very young age.
0: I'm a fourth generation artist, so I've always been able to draw. I haven't always enjoyed art. Nope. I went through My mother was an artist. My grandfather was an artist. My great-grandfather was an uh, author, illustrator. Um, it's always been there. I've always been able to draw. But I hated it. In my teen years, my mother, who used to design Christmas cards, litho, lithographs, Hallmark,
2: you said?
0: Parting? Hallmark? Was it? Yes. yes. Yeah. And my mother would be asked to design a poster for the Cancer Society or for a church bazaar or something. And my mother would volunteer me. My mother was just way too busy, but my daughter, Brenda, has lots of time on her hands. She'd be glad to do a It's amazing you're
2: you're still painting at
0: all. (laughs) Well, I went through years where I hated it. I I got a a scholarship to OCAD, well, actually the Ontario College of Arts back then. And I didn't go, I ended up going to U of T instead. Oh, just out of... The last thing I Spite wanted to do was to art. Do that, <laughs> yes. And the only reason I applied to OCAD is because my mother insisted, or suggested it strongly. I didn't go there. I ended up going to U of T. Um, Did my, you study art? No, I studied French and biology. <laughs> well, zoology. Actually, my degree was in zoology, and uh, you also went to university in France. Yes. Uh, I was accepted into um, Ontario Veterinary College. I did not go there. <laughs> I was engaged to a fellow and he ditched me in, the, in February. And I was so devastated that I just packed up, went over to the University of Caen, took a course there, won a major art award there, even though I wasn't studied art, studying art or anything like that. I just entered it because there was money involved And I was a poor student. So uh, I entered that, I won that, and uh, got into my art when I was probably, well, about 1990, I guess. My son was just a little guy, and I was, I guess, it was kind of hard as a housewife because I wasn't teaching at this point, we had decided that once we started a family, I would not work outside the home. I got really tired of having to ask my husband for money to buy facial lotion or a bathing suit or whatever. And I said, I needed my own income. So then I started selling my art there. And the first thing I did, and I would suggest this to all emerging artists, for your first art competition, start entering your paintings, your art, your drawings, your sketches, whatever you have into your local fall fairs. Enter the Huntsville, the Berks Falls, the, uh, I don't think Dorset has one, but any of the local fall fairs, enter that. I was living in Cambridge at the time, so I entered the Rockton World's Fair and the Cambridge Fall Fair when I had a Probably a collection of about 20 paintings, 30 paintings. I entered one painting in every single category. And I would recommend that to everybody. First of all, when you win a prize... You feel better. And you get paid for it. So I'm you're thinking, <laughs> I don't have to ask my husband. And then when my art... I had won the big award at the Rockton World's Fair for the most points because I guess I had gotten first prize in 11 of the 12 categories or 12. 12 of the 13 categories I entered, and I received some cash. And all the art's up on display. And one of my best friends was there with me. And I said, Look at that. Look at those ribbons. Those are mine. I won those. And I was so excited. And I said, This means I'm going to be good. I can be good at something in my life. And I'm looking at that award, and this lady tapped me on the shoulder and says, I'd like to buy that. Even better. So I said, you don't even know me. You're not even related, and you want to buy? Oh, I'm so honored. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Tell us about your your mediums over the years.
0: Like, you you, uh, paint in many different mediums. Okay. When I was in grade 9 at ODCVI in Aurelia, I had this, our whole grade 9 art class. And there were some fabulous artists in that class who... One of them has gone on to be extremely well-known in Aurelia, the Aurelia area, and he was in my class, and we were all painting together outside, it was an en plein air class, and most of us, if not the whole class, was painting this great, big, beautiful mansion owned by the Tadha. Tud Hope family in Aurelia. You'll see their name everywhere in Aurelia. Yeah, Yeah, because they they invented the Ford or whatever it was. Actually, maybe it wasn't the Ford. It was the Tud Hope car back then. They invented that, so these people were extremely well-to-do. And we're all sketching this big mansion, and I've always loved sketching architecture. Vanishing Point came naturally to me, so I've taught that a lot over the years. Anyway, so we're sketching this, and this lady came over and introduced herself as as uh, Mrs. Tut up a and she's looking at all our art, and she's being so positive to all of us. We're all telling her how much we like the house. And at the end, when the bell rang, she came over to me, tapped me on the shoulder, and said, I'd like to buy that. Great, sold. And she says, you haven't even given me a price. And I said, what do you want to pay? So I think I sold it to her for about $50, which back in the That's 70s... And what, oh, yeah. medium, what medium was the? That one? was just that was just a pen and ink or a sketch. I can't remember, but she bought it. And so you you paint in watercolor? Um, no, I did not do watercolor then. No, I did only oils and pen and ink.
1: You okay? started oils. My
0: first oil was when I was twelve.
1: And were you studying with uh, Arthur Schilling?
0: Yes, in grade eight was my first formal workshop. And then my next formal workshop was when I was about 25 or 30. But my first formal workshop with Arthur Schilling, I was eight years old. It was in St. Paul's United Church basement in Aurelia. And the only thing I remember from that class, oh, two things. One, in a face, in a portraiture, he will put in every color of the rainbow. So if you look at his early Aboriginal because he was Canada's foremost Aboriginal artist. I, I
1: looked him up. He died quite young.
0: Yes, he did. Sadly, but yes, he sadly. had a, a good career. Oh, he had an amazing career. And his son, Bawaban, shows at Robert's Gallery in Toronto. I'll tell you about Robert's Gallery in a minute. Anyway, um, so the two things I remember is that he put every colour of the rainbow in his portraiture, which at that time is this was
2: acrylic unheard of. Or?
0: Uh, oils. Oil, okay. Oils. And... Uh, the second thing I learned was how to sh- throw a good spitball. To this day, I'm a master at shooting a spitball across a room.
1: <laughs> was that encouraged?
0: <laughs> Highly not recommended in high school, but a wonderful skill to have amongst your peers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you were going to talk about the Roberts Gallery. Is that much later in your
0: career? Uh, yes, I belonged to a group in Cambridge called Studio 30, which were just a great group. and. One of the ladies, I, I told her I was approaching, this was 1990s, early night. that I was approaching several of the galleries in Toronto. And Robert's Gallery, which is just south of Young and Bloor, a very, very successful gallery, I was going to approach them. and she
1: 175 looked, years
0: they've been in. Oh, yes, it's yeah. dynamic. And I says, I'm going to approach them about putting my art in there. And she says, well, if you do, give them 100% of your commission. I said, what do you mean? She said, do not take a cent. Give them 10 of your your best paintings and when they sell, because they will, when they sell, don't take anything for them and they'll keep you on retention. And I said, really, I won't make a cent? She says, you wanna get in Roberts if you can, do it.
1: That sounds like a wonderful piece of advice.
0: Anyway, I decided not to do that.
1: (laughs) and so but, what but I did
0: I, I, I went to various other galleries I, at the peak when I was living in Cambridge um, I was in nine galleries across southern Ontario
1: we're going to come back and talk more about your career as an artist and your current happenings we'll be back in just a moment on Art for
0: This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit dairylanedental.com. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay.
1: We're back on Arts for Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell here with Karen Cassian. And our guest today is Brenda Turner, the artist, the painter, I and ha- painter a, in multimedia. I have a question for Brenda. We ask most of uh, our guests how they survived
2: during COVID. How did you do during COVID? Did it slow you down? Or
0: Oh, yes. I went into deep depression um, when the gallery started notifying me early on that they were basically closing up to general public I had to drive all over Ontario to pick up my paintings which were in these places most of them that I got back were damaged because when you put gal- paintings in the gallery um, they do get damaged if, and when they take them off they don't always package them up the way you, you have taken go. them down so my frames I have hand-molded plaster on on wood frames which are extremely expensive and they're hand carved handmade and they were almost all had little chip out here or you know you know i had scratched plexiglass and i had a full sheet watercolor painting in one of them when i got it back the whole bottom right hand corner had a little scratch across it not a big deal, except I had to pay for it. And that one sheet of plexiglass alone cost me over $100. Oh, dear.
2: Wow. So, so where are can... all those paintings? Are, are yeah,
0: I have over 200 paintings right now in storage and three storage lockers. <laughs> and I'm slowly starting to get them out. And I recently got conned What brought me back into art? Because I was going to give up. Well, you
1: came, you joined the Huntsville Art Society, you came back into a couple group shows, you showed you were successful, I would say, with the response. And then you did a a really wonderful thing is by putting yourself out there to paint on a, a substrate that you're not familiar with, a canoe right that was a challenge yes so tell (laughs) Tell us i'm so
2: admiring of all of you for painting those canoes to take a a a painting of the group of seven and to turn it into a canoe painting is quite the challenge i would imagine
0: it was and to be told we were given three primaries and we were given black and white and depending on you're lucky if you could make the same color palette which I couldn't do. I had Arthur Lismers, The Guide's Home, Algonquin Park, as, as my theme, as my painting. And with the yellow that I was given, I could not match his color palette. So I was told to be innovative and interpret it my own way. And you were using marine paint, is which that, I had never done before.
2: quite different from other Oh, paints?
0: yes, much different than oils. <laughs> what, and I it? haven't done oils for maybe 10 years.
1: Yeah. What, were, what were the challenges, some of the challenges, Beso- beyond that? I know the weather maybe was one of them.
0: Very, very, very hot. I go- I went home one day and I actually collapsed. Because mm. I, I for- I'd did? forgotten to drink all day mm-hmm. long, so I hadn't gone to the bathroom from between 10 and 6 or 5 when I left. I hadn't gone to the bathroom once. I hadn't had any water to drink. Well, you forget. You get in...
1: The zone. You
0: get in the zone yeah. and you cannot get out of that. You can't, you forget, oh, I'm not hungry, I won't eat or I'll eat later. So I didn't eat, I didn't take a lunch break, I didn't take an afternoon break, I didn't take a washroom break. Um, I got, there, were, there was bugs, I got sunburned. <laughs> um and you then do- your paint
1: one day i came and you were r- repairing a
0: damaged area because oh my canoe had been the wind had lifted my canoe after i we had the artists had left but the staff was still there so they saw it fly through the air oh, my dear. canoe was lifted off the sawhorse flipped over on its side oh. against the metal frames on the side so i got back the next morning and heard these apologies i said it's not your fault it's not a big deal i can work with it would you do it again oh sure as a matter of fact (laughs) (laughs) uh one of my friends says oh you should put your canoe on on algonquin park because it's a really good fundraiser for the arts and cultures of ontario it's a good fundraiser people in algonquin park like birch trees like nature and that's what yours is and uh it's basically a scene in algonquin park it was tom thompson he was the guy that arthur lismer painted so that's actually tom thompson's cabin Mm -hmm. in algonquin park and it was very well done yeah and i think you
1: did a beautiful Mm -hmm.
0: job well thank you you have to say that you're my friend no no (laughs) i know that
1: because you were taking real pains to be careful about the composition and, you know, you were pointing out things to me that I was not aware of about the original work and that you were trying to emulate the structure in that regard. So I think you did a great job. When and I there's was... all the ends of the canoes where the artist has artistic license because yes, yeah. you're expanding something that was not that, that Wasn't shape. Wasn't there. Yeah. When,
2: when I was there, there was uh, some man who, who wanted a commission from
0: you. I thought that was that was great. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard back from them, but no, you just hang will. on, just mm-hmm. hang in. Mm-hmm. And
1: those canoes are going to end up actually in the paddle art auction and contest. Next year. And I, in 2023, Yeah, yes. last year's will be auctioned off soon,
2: I think, won't they?
1: No, they belong, well, I don't know what's happening with those. those I was told they were,
0: belong to, to the Algonquin down, Outfitters or the downtown n- n- the core. The ones,
1: downtown from BIA, actually. Did the ones that were made last year that were based on Tom Thompson. Yes. They interpreted, yeah. So So they they have not yet found a a home and been, but I don't know what they are, what's going to happen with them. But the ones that were just done in June 2022 over that period will be part of the Algonquin Outfitters Paddle Art Auction. That is
0: correct. And and they're going to be in uh, River Mill Park? Yes. River Mill Park. You have to excuse me, I'm new to Huntsville. River Mill Park for the rest of the summer and then there's talk that they might go into algonquin park for a little bit oh, good. and then they come back to huntsville to go to our eclipse. pioneer village the eclipse light oh, show excellent all winter long
2: nice i want one for my my garden don't you think they would be
0: great in a garden wouldn't they also look great mm-hmm. hanging over a pool table with lights in them oh yes <laughs> <laughs> endless possibilities
1: i think that you've done outdoor
0: work before though I have done a couple of large works. You're not afraid of
1: large works.
0: I have a canvas at home that's seven feet by four feet or five feet. I don't know. I am terrified of that one. I don't know. I have no idea whether I want it to be portrait, like up and down the long way, or whether I want it to go across, which we call landscape scenario. I don't know whether I want it to go across, or upright. I have no idea whether I want to do something like birch trees, whether I want to do this uh, the landscape and do like a main street scene. I have no idea.
1: You do a lot of streetscapes and you mentioned that you like architectural buildings. I do like your streetscapes and if uh, oh, you traveled you. a lot? Is that where you, they come from or are they in your
0: imagination? No, uh, I tend to p- do places that I've seen because I prefer to work from my own photos. Mm-hmm. But I haven't got a decent picture of uh, What did I ask somebody recently that if they minded if I painted from their photo? But then I have to change it in order to make up my own composition. And there are parts of every photo. Like when I do a streetscape, you have to think of the overall composition. Just because there's a wire going here, you don't necessarily want to put it in. Just because there's a a trash can there, you also might want to delete that. And if there's a building that doesn't work for the composition, either it's the wrong angle or the wrong size or a little bit too wide it's going to be too dominant and you don't want it to be your focal point in a picture artistic license you can shrink it or you can move it to the left or you can move it to the right so if anybody is working from any photos I strongly suggest if you you make it your own by amending it in some way
1: mm-hmm so you have uh, actually shown with quite a few organizations, and you've been also in juried shows yourself, and you've been a juror. What would you say the advantages to joining things? You've you've been the
0: chair of the. Uh East I'm, I'm the past president of the central, central ontario, ontario art association i yeah, couldn't remember sorry i'm the organizer or past organizer of geneva park professional arts conference which is east central ontario art association and central ontario art association so but we also know, have people yeah. coming out from the u.s we have you know instructors from all over um, so you I like being to part of that. these organizations you like being oh sure part, and i would recommend it to everybody if for no other reason than the camaraderie. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing, when you go away for these art weekends, I have stayed up and I'm a person who goes to, nobody calls me after nine because I might be asleep. You can call me at six in the morning, but you can't call me at 9.30. Anyway, when you go to these, these meet, uh, weekends with other artists, you'll stay up to two and three in the morning and you'll talk art. The scary things that have happened to you, related to your art. The bizarre things that have happened, whether it be supernatural. Everybody's got a story about angels or something. Everybody's got a story about a painting which disappeared out of a gallery. Everybody's, I had one, a painting disappear out of Cambridge City Hall. Now Cambridge City Hall has always been a very strong supporter of mine. They currently, they have, I was on the original group of the arts and cultural advisory committee and I was the vice chair of that we had over a million dollars to spend on art installations we wrote up Cambridge's cultural art cultural arts plan cultural uh, plan
2: uh, just going back a bit I I'm interested in what they did when uh, um, when they lost your art what what did they do for that well, as a final I have question. a
0: record. I've sold well over 600 paintings. I don't know what the number is. Anyway, I have a record where almost every single one of my paintings is. Even the ones which I've sold through galleries, galleries will not give you the name of the person who has bought it, but they will give you the location. So if you, okay. if you have a painting that sells and stays in Toronto, um, as they get to know you, towards the end, they were giving me the name of the person with the understanding that I did not connect with this person that i did not go after them to buy another one or anything like that but one of your paintings disappeared cambridge city hall had uh probably about 10 of my paintings and i went to pick them all up and there was one missing and she says well you picked that one up to go to the cottage i says no no it's a cambridge street scene it's not going to sell to anybody up there it's going to sell to a local purchaser because mm-hmm. of the subject matter. Makes sense. She oh, no, no. And the other lady says, oh, yeah, I was here when you picked it up. I says, no. Oh, According wow. to my records, I have not picked it up. And they said, well, I'm sorry you have. And I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to let you know that I will have to register this as a missing painting, and I'm going to register okay. it with the police. Do so what just you have wa- to do.
2: Yeah, I just wondered what the policy is there.
0: Unfortunately, we could talk to you all no, day. No, but what but, you uh, do is you go to the police okay. with your documentation, and they say, well, what do you want us to do? I says, well, you can't do anything. You Cambridge just want to City document home. it. Yeah. But yeah. if it's documented and in 100 years time, because it's archival, that painting, in 100 years time, when my painting shows up, it is noted with you that it has been stolen. You have the documentation. Okay. It will revert back to my ancestor or my estate. Yeah. My okay. estate. Yeah. Well, they- it showed up. It, it did? showed up a week later in a back office in, Cambr- in Cambridge City Hall. Oh, and wow. they subsequently went and bought it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> a good thing that they did
1: that. We well, want you to tell us just quickly, you're, right now your show is on in the Summit Center. You're part of that, the yes. Arts Society Summer at the Summit show. You have a show in Baysville Public Library. Yes. And upcoming is one in Dwight Public Library. Dwight. When is that?
0: October and then I'm part of Square Foot Show September second yes to the second and third. So and we, my excitement lately, I've just been contacted by the Spinal Cord Injuries Ontario Group. I won an award that they had about five years ago, and I, I won Best Watercolor Show. Whatever I don't remember. I just anyway, it was a good thing. And they contacted me saying they were going to be putting out a calendar, and would I consider being one of the months for well, their that's, calendar.
2: That's great, congratulations for that. So next and year. Yeah. they
0: commissioned me to do uh, hockey painting too. So it's a hockey painting, but I'm not allowed to do a designated shirt, okay. like can't do Toronto Maple Leafs, can't do Montreal, Canadiens, Canadians, can't do, cannot be recognizable as any team. And they said, can you please put in every color of the rainbow? Lots of color, lots of color. I said, okay. So well, I did this hockey portraiture, two little kids playing hockey. That's great. And so that's in the calendar for yeah. next year. Yeah, yes. And well, they bought the painting from me.
2: Wonderful. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, Brenda, but it's been wonderful having you uh, on and we, we hope you enjoy your upcoming summer and all of the things that, that are happening for you.
1: And people can Thank look you, for you, more about you on brendaturner.com. So Turnour, Noreen? Turnour, T-U-R-N-O-U-R, com. Thank you.
2: So Noreen? Shall I talk a bit about performing, the performing arts? Coming up this Friday, um, uh, it's July 15th, Disco Muskoka, the Huntsville Theatre Company is doing that at Canvas Brewery followed by Broadway After Dark and that's on August 11th. The um, Huntsville Festival of the Arts continues their summer uh, show and that coming up July 14th, William Prince Ralph and Lena, July 15th to 17th, followed by the Downchild Blues. Check out their, um, their brochure, summer brochure for more at huntsvillefestival.ca. And they've also put out their fall, fall and winter lineup. And uh, there's a number of cool shows. Johnny Reed, Serena Ryder, Jan Arden, Original Whalers. There's all
1: sorts of things. So um, more of that next, next time. And there's uh, quite a few things going on in the visual arts as well. I'll quickly just say, look at the Huntsville Art Society, uh, the show uh, currently at the Summit, Summer at the Summit, at the Summit Centre, and also in Partners Hall. Currently, we have Brushstrokes of Muskoka, the art exhibit. It's and a good show. I was just there. It's, it's an next jam-packed, show. jam-packed. Yeah. jam-packed. Yeah. Um, today, when this airs, will be the last day of Muskoka Arts and Crafts Summer Show. It's in Annie Williams Park. And and also, when this show's sale... Uh, airs on the 17th of uh, July, it will be World Listening Day. So you could actually tune in to nasa.ca, New Adventures in Sound Art, and find out more about sound art and about World Listening Day. And don't forget the Arts Loop and the Lake of Bays and um, Dwight area. And I just want to say, also, there are two places to visit art in Algonquin Park, the Visitor Centre and the Algonquin Art Centre and see what's on there that's all we have time for today there's only one hunters bay radio we We are Muskoka. muskoka